Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Oh my gosh, we're both in green. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the episode. Please do hit that subscribe button, of course, so you can uh, keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three interviews a week to keep you up to date on your favorite artists and discover those new ones at all the usual places, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with, and if you can do us a big favor, uh, do the rating and leave a review as well. That's the uh, that's the best way to help out a podcast like this. Give us a rating wherever you're listening from, and then tell everybody else why they should listen as well, why you like listening to it. Uh, and and I'll keep you giving you plenty of reasons, hopefully, to keep coming back. Uh, some of my recent guests have included, uh, well, we just did a bunch of best of episodes, Janelle Monet, Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, Queens of the Stone Age uh, singer Josh Homme, Dolly Parton was here, Les Claypool from Primus, Keanu Reeves dropped by, Jeff Amen from uh, Pearl Jam, we talked with David Allen Greer about the color purple, uh, my, uh, Mikael Hausman from uh, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, Gracie Abrams, Nusha Noor, Nathan Stewart, Jarrett, and uh, Neve Algar from the show Culprits, we talked with Vince Clark from Erasure and Depeche Mode, Julia Michaels, who soundtracked uh, Disney's Wish. We had Omar J. Dorsey from Bookies, Roseanne Cash, Kate Siegel, Shelly Hennig. Just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith with podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today hanging with McKenna Grace. We're going to be talking to the actress and musician about her latest single, Natalie as well as reprising her role in the uh, upcoming Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. She's going to discuss how she wrote the new song as a tribute to her friend uh, Zosha Gomez, uh, basing her recent EPs on different genres, uh, pop punk for Bittersweet 16 and and more folk for Autumn Leaves, and wanting to make a metal album. In fact, this is a really fun part of this interview. She name-checks System of a Down as just one of her current favorite bands. Uh, that uh, is inspiring the hard rock side of her, but also not to be boxed in. We talk about her favorite albums of the year and and all time, and uh, she names Taylor Swift's Folklore as maybe her all-time favorite album, along with uh, Blonde Shell's 2023 release and Alanis Morissette's Underrug Swept. Uh, McKenna's going to go on to tell us what it is like returning to the Ghostbusters franchise and how her character Phoebe has grown as well as the jam sessions she had with uh, co-stars Finn Wolfhard and Paul Rudd during the downtime on this shoot. You get all that and more. We're talking new single, Natalie, 
and Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. It's Kyle Meredith with McKenna Grace. Hi, <laughs> thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, I've been watching you for years in all your various roles and, and now catching up on your music career. That's, I mean, you've only been doing this for, I mean, uh, professionally now uh, in the public, I guess, for a few years now, right? Yeah, um, what year is it? It's 2023 20, <laughs> as of right now. I think I've been doing this for two years professionally. Three? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> sure. It's it's still somewhat recent in, in the whole game of your career, which is, and, and I'm saying that as a compliment because because your songs are so well thought out and, and the hooks are so good and the songwriting is so great. And and so first, let me throw that because because as something that's still sort of new in your career, you got to jump on it really quick. Thanks. I mean, it is it is cool. I'm uh, only two years going in music whenever I, I've been acting for 13. So in the grand scheme of things, it is such a short like amount of time, but it feels like I've been doing it for a while. Well, you're already good at the craft and you got this new single and it's called Natalie, mm -hmm. which is really great. I'd, I'd love to hear the story from this, too, because um because this, the, I guess the story, this this stems from a real life friendship of yours, correct? Mm -hmm, it does. Um, I I wrote a love song about my friend because I I uh, I have this girlfriend of mine and I I went out with her one night and I went home and I was honestly like I was so I was like down in the dumps. I was like, man, why can't I be as cool as her? Like I I want to be her. Like it's so unfair. And it's, and I I had a session the next day and I went to the studio and I was like. Ah, Ugh, like ugh, you know I was so like frustrated I was like man she's just so freaking cool and perfect and pretty and like all of these things I just I wish I was her and then I was like you know what I don't want to write a negative song though that that's ugh, I'm not negatively jealous I'm just like man you're so freaking cool I wish I was you you know and so instead of writing a negative song I was like why don't I just write a love song about her why don't I just, why don't I just write a love song about her like I admire all these things about her. Why not? I, I think that that's a much more positive way to look uh, at things. And so I was like, why don't I just write a love song for my friend? I'm going to start writing love songs about my friends. <laughs> Which is a great thing to do because it's because it's usually easier to go negative, right? I mean, you talk about, you know, people will say it's easier to write a heartbreak song than to write a happy song. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. That's why my like entire discography is heartbreak songs. <laughs> So did you find that like like once you had decided like okay we're going to go for the positive side of this I mean did it did it come easy did you did you find it to be a challenge I mean not entirely I was just like the main thing I wanted to get across, I was like, this is the kind of girl that like ugh, is just perfect. And, and this is the kind of girl that you would fall in love with. This is the kind of girl that you'd write a song about. Like, that's just what I wanted to infuse in the song. And I feel like I feel like I got that across because I do literally say that. Um, but no, I I felt like it was pretty easy. It's um, it was nice. It, it, it was a nice like little 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 write. It was nice. It was fun. I, I had a great time writing it. <laughs> I think we all set ourselves up against other people in comparison, some probably unfairly most of the time. Like, you know that you've got fans who think the same thing about you, and yet you still find yourself in that same position. Is that fair? Well, I, I mean, I, I suppose I think that it's, yeah, everybody feels that way. I feel that way. 24 freaking seven with all of the people I know I'm constantly like oh my god like everyone I know is so cool why am I not as cool as them you know it's just like that's constantly that's just a part of life so I figured 
I don't know. There's always a negative spin on everything, but why not just, why not write a love song? Why not write a love song about a girlfriend of mine? Like that just sounds, that just sounds nice. Uh, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I, I always listen to songs and I'm like, oh my God, I wish that, I, I wish that this song was written about me or I wish this. And I was like, why don't I just do that for like everyone I know? Why don't I just write love songs about people? Like, why not? I feel like that's positive. That's nice. Put it out into the universe. And it's still kind of expressing those feelings of, I wish I was you. You're so cool. You're so beautiful, but it doesn't have to be in a negative way. So are you thinking about like, why don't you write a song for all of your friends? Are you doing that now? Or can you That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, why don't I write more songs for my friends? Like, honestly, why don't I? I, I was just thinking about that. I have, I have a few different songs for a few of my friends. Um, I do. I haven't put them out yet. I have a song for my mom. You know, I've just, I've kind of been branching out lately. I've been like, I should stop I should stop writing about heartbreak as much. I was like, I need to branch out just a little bit. So I felt like this was a really fun start into that. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies. Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E. P R O allergy.com. That's A S T E P R O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with McKenna Grace. Even concept focus, I was wondering that about you because, you know, you're looking at the last couple EPs, uh, Bittersweet 16, Autumn Leaves, 
have mm-hmm. both been musically, it feels like anyway, concept focused, whereas Bittersweet was a little bit pop rock and Autumn Leaves has a bit more of the softer, folkier side to it. Like when you when you're putting together collections like these EPs, is that helpful? Do you think inside genre in that way? Sometimes I for Bittersweet 16, that just kind of came together the way that it did. I, I was just kind of in a vibe where that was the kind of music I was creating. And there were so many songs that were left out of that, but those were the ones that like fit together and made sense that told a story. And Autumn Leaves um, was much more conceptually like I wanted to make something that fit and felt like autumn. And originally there was so much more to that. It was like an album. Um, But then I ended up narrowing it down to just a few songs and connecting them that really made sense and told a story. But there's so much more to that story. Uh, But that was what made sense. And I mean, for what I'm putting together right now, I have so many ideas, but then I just keep on having new life experiences and writing so much more music. That's what always happens with these ideas that I have. I I have like an idea for an album or for an EP and I completely put it together. But the next thing I know before my label's even done processing it, I'm like, okay, guys, I've moved on. I have an idea for something new. This is what I'm doing now. So I'm just kind of like seeing and writing and trying to constantly outdo my previous writing until something sticks and, and molds together. I have have a good idea for what I want to put out next. I have I have a concept and uh, a sound that I'm that I'm playing with, but uh, I, I feel like right now I'm messing around with a good in between of uh, Autumn Leaves and Bittersweet Sixteen. Uh, but I'm very in like Alana Del Rey uh, like space where I'm just I'm feeling I don't know I'm feeling I'm feeling I don't know I'm feeling different I'm feeling different and I'm feeling fun and I'm feeling feminine so I'm just like. I'm trying out all sorts of new things. I don't know. I can hear the uh, I can hear the Lana a little bit, especially in Natalie and, and in the autumn leaves stuff. I've heard you talk about some of you know your other. I don't know if you call them North Stars, but I, I was trying to remember like you've mentioned in the past like Radiohead and the whole. Of course, you're speaking my language on stuff like Mitski, I believe. Oh yeah, love her. I. I completely that was a lot of the inspiration for um bittersweet 16 was like um was hole and and green day and um la tigra was a big inspiration on bittersweet 16 and then with autumn leaves it was more of like a i i listened to so much folklore and uh and that kind of music and right now Right now, I'm very still in a folklore mindset and a lot of Lana Del Rey. I I am still, though, this is less musical inspiration, but I'm very much a metal and rock person. I probably one of my all time favorite bands and my one of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band right now, is System of a Down. And so I just listen to that kind of stuff all the time and I think that it would be so fun to write like a rock or a metal album someday which is totally different from Natalie so I'm I have all of these ideas in my mind that I'm just kind of messing around with on each song but I'm very much in like a Lana headspace right now that's 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 such a great balance (laughs) and like I've had Surge from System on this show several times many times and I'm I'm having a lot of fun in my head just imagining you doing a system of a down type of <laughs> third Tonkian vocal. That would be so cool. <laughs> I freaking, I love them. I love them. And, and, and Limp Bizkit and uh, Slipknot, like those are some of my favorite bands. So it's like, it's very different than, 
I mean, my entire like aesthetic and vibe and music. So it's just like, I don't know, someday I think it'd be fun to get a little rocky again. Cause I, I, I dabbled, I dabbled with a more of like punk pop, but. I look forward to hearing whatever that sounds like, but I, you know, I don't like folklore changed. Folklore blew up all of our worlds. I think mm -hmm. like that's, we've got that one up on vinyl around here and it's probably played at least once a week or so you know it's it's sort of a perfect album so no perfect freaking album i will like die on that hill that is probably my favorite album of all time Ugh. like i can't even it's so good i i'm so surprised whenever i was going through like my spotify rap that it was not in my top because that was all i listened to this year i was like there's got to be something wrong I was, you know what I was? I was in the top, I was in the top 5% or 3% of Taylor Swift listeners across the globe, which was crazy out of like, what, 107 million monthly listeners. So I was really proud of that. <laughs> did you have an album of the year? Something that was released this year? Did, like, did, do, you, do you think in those terms? I would say probably folklore I, I i can decide because i have specific songs that probably aren't even in folklore that are my favorite songs of the year but album wise definitely folklore um hmm folklore what albums did i listen to this year i i know That's everything the like worst part about this question thing. on this spot is you're like what did i listen oh my I'm god like, <laughs> pulling up my Spotify I'm like what did I do because I can tell you my top albums of last year were like um Decide by DJO and uh Pebble Rain by Lovejoy and in those albums I really enjoyed those you know what there is this great artist Blonde Shell and her album was probably one of my favorites of this year Absolutely. I became obsessed with her Blonde Shell under Rug Swept, Alanis Morissette. I dug that album this year. Folklore. Um... Those are good ones. H have you reclaimed Nirvana yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I. You know what? I let Nirvana get ruined for me for like a few months, and by the time I even put out that song, I was back. I was back, baby. I can't. I can't. Even the person that I wrote that song again, I actually, um, we reconnected and have been laughing about that song now. Like, <laughs> we've reconnected and become friends again. And I'm like, you never ruined Nirvana. I couldn't let you. I just needed to be dramatic for the sake of songwriting, but I could never have let you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worth letting Nirvana be ruined. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was like, I can't. I, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear yeah, Nirvana. I, yeah. I also... What you do in arts, in the biggest picture in your entire career, again, you know, it's sort of what I was saying at the beginning, is so impressive that I can't figure out when you do the music, when you actually record the music. Because with two releases this year, and that's not even counting, you know, the singles like like Natalie that comes after this, and 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 if I've got the timeline right, reading that you basically went straight from Ghostbusters to Ireland to shoot Anniversary. I've been gone all freaking year <laughs> so when when did you do that like how does it work for you when do you fit this in so actually um two of my co-writers and my producer flew out to london while i was shooting ghostbusters and stayed with me for a few weeks and we just created a ton of music that i i haven't even put out yet you know uh which is funny uh natalie natalie was created in february autumn leaves was created last October, November, and then it came out this October, November, I think, which was really funny. 
I mean, everything probably is created like a year before it comes out. So by the time I'm releasing it, like the song, the things that felt so deeply personal that I was putting into the song at the time is now like a memory. It's like a little time capsule. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I even talking about? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I let that affect me so bad. I thought it was the end of the world. And then I, I get to release this music and be on the other side of it and like look back and talk about it and rehash it all if I'm, if I'm talking about my sad music. But for Natalie, it's a different story. But yeah, I mean, this was created back in February. And then I had this song for so many months. And then once I got home from being out of the country for seven months, I, I re-recorded it and we wrote a bridge. <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with McKenna Grace. Knowing that you're on two sides, like you said, you record it and, and because it doesn't come out. And I know when you're, you know, 17 is that right yeah. yeah i mean life changes so fast anyway so fast <laughs> it's almost like finding a note you wrote somebody from a year ago and going i i, I kind of remember that person like i remember doing that it's so funny i mean with with autumn leaves i have a song on there called what you'll never say which ended up being one of the most popular off the album but that was never going to be on the album that was no i mean the ep that was never going to be on the ep it was never even going to be on the album whenever it was an album but out of nowhere my mom and i what we do is you know when we we uh, live a little bit out of LA so whenever we drive into LA like we just someday she'll be like turn on like this song and this one and I want to hear this demo and is always listening to my demos and we were like wait a minute this song is fire why is this not on the EP you know it was only gonna be like three songs four songs and then all of a sudden we found that song and it ended up being on there and, and one of the favorites. It's it's funny how it works. I'll just randomly find stuff and be like, what ever happened to this song and why is it not out there? It's one of my favorite, especially the way November rolls right into that one. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a powerful moment of that EP. I'm, I'm glad you found it because I think I'm, I'm with... <laughs> I'm with the congregation on this one. That's one of my favorites on there as well. So, so. me too. Thank you. Yeah. Um, on, on that whole thing of revisiting, you know, I, I do want to quickly bring up because Ghostbusters, as we we mentioned, you get to revisit this character again, and and Phoebe and the progression. What is the progression of your character? I mean, is that is there? Do you find that in in something like this? Yeah, I mean, totally. Whenever I first started doing these, I've. Uh, these films, I was, I had just turned 13 right before we went to shooting. I mean, I remember, I think Jason and Logan, who plays podcasts, like came to my 13th birthday party before shooting. And so, uh, you know, now I'm 17. I'm going to be 18 next year. And this is coming out next year. It's, 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 it's crazy. Of course, there's a natural progression. Uh, and it's fun getting to play Phoebe as a teenager and exploring the new like family dynamics and uh, Phoebe's new emotions and figuring out new friendships and relationships and and just being a being a being a teenager it's it's exciting to play as Phoebe because I'm still I'm still figuring it out too so it's it's cool doing that on screen I know I'm excited about it, as a lot of people are and seeing the story back in New York City and 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 everything uh, I've had Finn on here a few times as well. Do you guys do the music thing together? Does that ever, do you ever get that opportunity? Does it ever come up? Yeah, I mean, he was one of the first people that I was asking for advice, like with label stuff or with with releasing or what it's like um, whenever I first, first started getting into music. Um, 
But I mean, whenever we were on set on this one, uh, he and I would both bring our guitars and so would Logan who plays podcast because now he, he shreds on guitar. Now he plays like Metallica and all that kind of stuff on guitar. So he'll show up on set with like this black, like pointy electric guitar and Finn and I will have our acoustics. And um, Paul Rudd, he, he plays guitar as well, really well, which I didn't know. And um, he has this running bit he always does where he starts Blackbird and he's like, wait, hang on, that, wait, hang on, that, and he'll do it for like 30 minutes, just keep on restarting Blackbird like 500 times. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, in that sense, never like in a professional capacity, but we, it's, we have a very musical cast. <laughs> we have a very musical cast. So there's always, there's always some form of guitar or something on set. <laughs> I like knowing there's a little bit of jam session going on. On the, uh, yeah on the yeah that's like my greatest i'm like paul rudd played my guitar <laughs> but just never got through the full song that's uh never got through the full song but it's still like begun <laughs> yeah, i love that that's a good bit uh, and I'll, I'll quickly just bring up two uh beautiful ghost productions because i know that's sort of the other part of this yeah what's going on there because first off the bad seas returns co-wrote executive produce started <laughs> and that just <laughs> yeah. launched everything right i mean what what what's what's the plan do you, do you guys have news from there i mean we are right now in the midst of pitching a few different scripts uh because my dad and i we wrote uh the bad seed returns and then we have like four or five scripts right now uh we have a bunch of different things that we're in the midst of pitching and putting out there and we have we have a horror we have a concept for a horror film we have a horror script we have that i would want we have a horror script that i would want to write a metal album for i'm just gonna put that out there like i'm excited about it we have like a comedy and a coming of age we have a lot of different scripts that we're out and pitching right now that i'm really really excited to see what happens with that's cool and that's a, that's that's a great way to think about that like if you just need an excuse to write an album you're like if i make <laughs> the movie i get to do the soundtrack it's perfect <laughs> yeah, that's cool uh I, I i'm really i really hope you follow through on this metal album at some point i really Me really do too. i i will i promise someday i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna do it <laughs> one All of right. these days then i hope we get to talk about it in the meantime i so enjoy what you're doing the uh the, the music that's come out this year and natalie it's a beautiful song congrats on everything you got going on but especially thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it taking the time to talk with me it's it's lovely meeting you <laughs> my thanks to mckenna the new single is called natalie and ghostbusters frozen empires in theaters later this year thanks of course to you for checking out the episode again please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week new and every monday wednesday and friday at all the usual places, including Spotify, Apple Podcast, at nprwfpk.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And don't forget again, uh, please do help us out by uh, leaving a, a review and giving the uh, series a rating as well. That, uh, that helps so much. After all that... You can head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. We have a whole lot of fun over there. Uh, would love for you to listen in. You get uh, classics from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You get the best in new music. There are bonus interviews, lots of music news as well. One of my recent shows featured the music of uh, Pete Droge and the Squirrel Nut Zippers, the Smithereens, Ramones, Sonic Youth, Sheryl Crow, The Shins, Teddy Swims, uh, Mike Doty, Prince, 
John Lennon, Noel Gallagher from Oasis, The Smashing Pumpkins, The Killers, The Goo Goo Dolls, Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, Grace Potter, Allison Russell, The Band Love, Our Lady Peace, The Vaccines, Florence and the Machine, Kings of Leon, Lenny Kravitz, Middle Kids, and my interview with uh, Lee Lochnane of uh, the band Chicago. Just an example of uh, what you can hear every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence says your music and film news. You can also find me on the old social media sites. The address is always the same, at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith, and I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It may, sorry, I have my, I don't know if you heard that. I have my computer on Do Not Disturb. If my mom texts in a group chat, she has push notifications and then it'll show up on my computer. It's so embarrassing. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.